0: Lord, be with you, and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people. Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a winepress in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized, seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again, he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they knew that he was speaking about them. And although they were attempting to arrest him, they feared the crowds for they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
1: We have in the Gospel passage, Jesus is telling a parable that... Uh, to our ears probably sounds somewhat thinly veiled especially since at the end of it he he gives something of the punchline he says therefore I say to you the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit he's giving the meaning of his parable at the end of it and it's perhaps a little bit jarring for us to hear on a Friday morning but of course the story that Jesus is telling he's when he's talking about a vineyard he's telling the story of Israel he's telling the story of God uh choosing Israel and uh and looking for them to bear fruit. This is a story that would have been familiar to anybody that was listening to Jesus at the time. But of course, he, he retells the story in a way that's slightly different. The listeners would have expected to hear something like, the tenants are actually going to offer, they're finally, after all the warnings, are going to offer God the fruit that he has requested from them. But instead, Jesus is saying, they're still not getting it. And he's saying that, and he's telling the story partially about himself, because everything that Jesus is doing, he's bringing the kingdom of God to bear through what he's doing, what he's saying, what he's doing, and what he's teaching. And the scribes and the Pharisees, the chief priests, all of them, hearing and seeing what Jesus is doing, insist, no, that can't be right. That doesn't seem like God. And so they are so insistent that they are in the right, they are so insistent that their way is right and that God has to follow their agenda rather than going the other, going the other way around and following what God is setting out for, for them to do. They insist that their way is right and so they can't even see the living God at work in Jesus before their very eyes. And Jesus is saying there are consequences to that. Jesus is bringing the kingdom of God. If you're not on board then you're going to lose the benefit of being the chosen people. You're going to lose the benefits that come from being in the kingdom of God because you've you've refused to enter. You've refused to live up to your vocation. The vocation, which was always to bring the news of God to the rest of the world, the, the news of the creator God that is bringing restoration to the world, Israel was supposed to do that, and they were supposed to do it by following the path that God marked out for them. But instead, the Israelites are are focused on this path of violence. Instead of following Jesus in the way of peace, they insist on violence. And so they're insistent on their own way. And they're unable to hear and receive the message of charity above all things, a life of love, a life of self-gift that Jesus is bringing to them. He's guiding them to to live lives of self-gift, uh, self-gift, of love, of love for neighbors so that God can be, so that God's, uh, that God's life can be reflected to the rest of the world. And, and this, is, this is the vocation that they're failing to live up to. Now we, at the other end of Easter, 2,000 years later, we know that Jesus is calling each and every one of us here to be his holy ones, to be his chosen people. He's called each and every one of us by name. And that's why we're here. This is why we're here as a community, because we are the people that are summoned in love to Christ Jesus. But we hear the word love and we start to think uh, uh, of these kind of weak, um, not really meaningful understandings of what love is. But the love that Jesus is talking about, the love uh, that he is encouraging us to live, the charity that he's encouraging us to live, is nothing other Then, what St. Paul talks about, where love is patient, it is kind, it is not jealous or boastful, it is not arrogant or rude, it does not insist on its own way. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. This is the love that we're called to. This is the love that we, especially through Lent, are called to not insist on our own way. We tried our own way. It's not working. Trying our own way does not actually work. I've certainly experienced that, and that's part of the reason why we have this this privilege of Lent, because we get the opportunity to turn back to Christ and see that, no, I've been trying to grasp my own way, and I've been ruining not only my own life, but the lives of all those around me. But if I try and follow the path that Jesus marks out for us, the path of the cross, the path of dying to ourselves, then just maybe we can experience the goodness of the kingdom of God. And of course, we, can, we come here week after week, and we sit here and we see Jesus there on the cross, and many of us might be tempted to think, well, yeah, but Jesus was God, so that was easy for him. Do you think that was easy for Jesus? Jesus, in the garden, before he, set, before he enters into his passion, says, Father, if this cup can pass from me, let it be so. But not my will, but your will. Jesus shows us the way to, of dying to self. And it's ours, my friends, in love, in charity for one another, in, in living in community, it's ours to follow, follow that way. Not insisting on our own way, not insisting on being right about everything, but rather letting our lives be characterized by concern for the other and so that the glory of God can shine through even us, even our hearts. People can see the glory of God at work in us.